Welcome to The City That Votes, a podcast series from the Chicago Board of Elections, taking you behind the polling place curtain for a look and listen at how our election system works in the Windy City. I'm Max Bever, Director of Public Information and your host for the program. This episode, we're discussing how you, as a voter in Chicago, can vote ahead of Election Day in the June 28th primary election. Early voting has now started at the Chicago Board of Elections Supersite at 191 North Clark Street and will be open through Election Day. Those hours are weekdays from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturdays 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Sundays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and also on Election Day from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Early voting in each of Chicago's 50 wards will start on June 13th and also be open through Election Day on June 28th for those same hours. I want to remind voters you can vote at any of these locations, no matter where you live in the city. Go to our website at chicagoelections.gov to our early voting page to see all of the locations and addresses. Early voting was set to start on May 19th in Chicago, but unfortunately had to be pushed back twice due to several last-minute changes to the ballot, as well as perform all necessary ballot proofing and pre-election testing of voting machines. Additionally, vote-by-mail ballots that were scheduled to start being sent on May 19th started to be mailed to voters on Memorial Day weekend, so look out in your mailbox. We appreciate the extra patience of Chicago's voters while we made sure everything was squared away before people started casting their ballots. On opening day of early voting in Chicago, we were also excited to welcome a parade to the polls organized by Chicago Votes, which brought dozens of first-time high school voters from Orr Academy. I spoke with Alexandria Boutros, who helped organize the event. So at Chicago Votes, right, we're a nonpartisan nonprofit that works to engage young people in all of the ways that we can make civic engagement fun and accessible. And so at Chicago Votes, we have three pillars. We have voter registration, voter education, and voter activation. And so our Parade to the Polls are one of our biggest voter mobilization uh, programs where we partner with Chicago Public Schools, we partner with civics teachers that are so amazing, that go above and beyond for their students, and we create a big celebration of their first time voting, right? We get a bus, or if we go to a local polling place, we march with a parade, with music, with noisemakers, right? We want everyone to know that these young people are out here voting. They care. They're starting to really get involved with the civic engagement system. So how many first-time voters do we have today? We brought 27 young first-time voters today, so very exciting. We brought a DJ, uh, so we had some fun music out here. They they made posters before they left. We had the juniors, as they were leaving the school, applauded them on their way out. So we just really tried to continually figure out how to make it more exciting and fun so it's not just the typical old boring type thing that young people are told to do um, and expected to get with it right we we need to build systems for young people not just expect young people to be a part of the system that's already created one last thing if you have a record if you have a felony record and you are not currently in prison or in a correctional institution serving that time if you are on the outside and you have a past record you have the right to vote don't let anybody tell you that you cannot vote because you have a record in Illinois. I also spoke with some of those first-time high school voters. This was your first time voting? Yeah, it was exciting. I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, the touchscreen was easy. Like, it wasn't too much to it. So this was your first time voting? Yes. So what was your experience like? It was a good experience. Yeah, it felt like I was on my phone. If I comprehended the questions very well. Yeah, it was pretty much easy. It wasn't too hard. It took about five minutes at the most. Chicago Votes will be organizing several more events like this ahead of June 28th. So be on the lookout.
Next up, to discuss all the dates and deadlines ahead of the upcoming primary, I'm also speaking with Clint Hurd, manager of the Pre-Election Voting and Logistics Division. Clint oversees all things related to voting by mail and early voting here at the Chicago Board of Elections, so I'm going straight to the source on the matter. Thanks for joining us on the podcast, Clint. Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. I wanted to start with vote by mail first. You know, just give me the spiel about what does a voter need to do to vote by mail in the city of Chicago? As a voter, all you need to do is ask for a vote by mail application, fill out the application online, or you can also request it through our phone bank. We will send that out to you and then you're good. So uh, one thing, this is a primary election versus the general election that's coming up in November. Part of requesting this ballot also means that you have to ask for a political party ballot? Correct. You have to declare your party in a primary election. It's the only election where you have to do it, but it has to be done. Otherwise, you will get that application. You will get a letter from us telling you to declare a party, and then we submit your application back to us. All right, so you request a political party ballot, but you can't vote for two in the same election, right? That's correct. (laughs) You're only allowed to choose one political party. And it has to be done, only in primaries, as I said. A lot of people don't like declaring, but in primaries, you must declare. I feel like, you know, for people that I talk to, there's a misunderstanding of if I declare a political party, that's it, you know, for, for all the rest of the time that I vote in Chicago. But that's just not the case, right? Not at all. You can choose a party this election and switch that party over, which the next primary would be 2024, and you can choose another party. That doesn't lock you in to a political party, no. So I know that we've been looking over these ballots over and over again, but this time uh, voters have four choices for the primary. It's Democratic, Libertarian, Republican, and referenda only. Although now that the map question's not on the ballot, uh, the only referendum question's in Ward 5, if I'm correct? That's correct. Uh, three precincts, um, I believe, in Ward 5. So how the numbers for vote by mail look right now compared to other primaries? I, I, I know there was big numbers in 2020, but those were extenuating circumstances for the pandemic, right? Correct. Uh, 2020 was a election where we did, between vote by mail and early voting, we did three quarters of the city, roughly 500,000. So primaries usually are a lot lower numbers because... One reason, people don't like declaring parties, so another, they think there's not a lot of focus on it. They prefer to wait to the general as a whole, and this time it's going to be a little bit different because the election was moved to June, so there might not be that big a focus on it. It's, it's off our usual schedule, mm-hmm. and a, a lot of people, as we had calls coming in, a lot of people didn't realize the election was in June. So vote by mail is a good option for people going on summer vacation then, right? <laughs> it's an excellent option for people going on vacation. All you have to do is request the ballot. You can let us know if you want it delivered to your home or you submit another address and the ballot will meet you there. So it's it's, it's pretty convenient. Mm-hmm. So something that's different that I know uh, people on their vote by mail application saw this time around, but there was a new law that was passed that voters could join the permanent vote by mail roster. Uh, we've talked about it briefly uh, on this podcast before, but can you take me quickly a little bit of how that works? And the biggest question I've been getting in my email box is, what do these three boxes and check marks mean <laughs> as part of this vote by mail application? Yeah, so since this is a new thing, 
for us and for the citizens of Chicago, we've been getting a lot of calls mm -hmm. as well. Our department flooded with calls in the beginning. Um, people just trying to understand how it works. There's a three questions. Gives you the opportunity to first box to choose whether you want to just vote for this election and don't um, want to apply or be entered into our permanent roster. So the second option is that you request a just general elections. Those general elections, that means you would not receive a ballot in primary, but you will receive it for every general election and the municipal election in 2023. Mm -hmm. Third option would mean you would request a ballot, declare your party for the primary, and also you would receive a ballot for the general. So you receive ballots for each upcoming election, primary and general. Thanks, Glenn. I think that's really helpful for our listeners. So just as a repeat back, and from my own knowledge, though, too, so box one means I don't want to join the permanent vote-by-mail roster list. I just want to vote in this upcoming primary and send me a vote-by-mail ballot for that. And then box two is I want to join the permanent roster, but I don't want to declare a political party and send it to me for the upcoming November election. So people who have already checked that are looking out in their mailboxes for November then, right? Correct. And then box three is... Okay, I want my ballot sent to my home address for all elections moving forward, including this next primary, and then that requires them to just declare that political party until they want to possibly change that at a future date, right? Correct. All three, on all three accounts. What we really want people to understand is that if you choose option one, you have to understand that you're not, you're going to get a ballot for this election, you're not enrolled, and you're going to have to ask again, either in if you want to vote in November or future elections. Each time you would have to apply. Mm -hmm. With the, the second choice, you have to remember that you will not get a ballot for this election and only receive a ballot and then every general and municipal election. So it's, it's, it can get kind of confusing and I <laughs> think so because it's the first time around. Mm -hmm. So just people just have to get used to it. But once um, this is fully implemented, I say one election, maybe two, people will be more comfortable with it and things will move a lot smoother on that as far as the public. When it's new, you got to have it a couple of times, you're going to run into some bumps and once people figure it out, we'll be good. I think that's a good way to put it then. Well, given some of the numbers that I've seen coming in, there's quite a bit of Chicago's voters that are already taking advantage of this permanent roster though. So, uh, you know, we, we thank state legislators for, for passing this and, and having this flexibility or option for people too. So Clint, what do the vote by mail numbers look like right now? Well, currently we're around 93,000, a little bit over. That's on par with what we've done in previous primaries, uh, 2018. It's about the normal frame we go to. Mm -hmm. And when can voters start to expect getting their ballots in the mail? The mail actually start dropping Memorial Day weekend. At this point, if you haven't seen it, it should arrive soon. We actually, at this point, have received four back. One actually walked into our office, and then our drop box out front, we received three yesterday, all coming in yesterday. So if you haven't received it yet, you will be seeing it soon. Leads me to my next question then. So people can still, there's still secure drop boxes ahead of this next election? Yes. Um, we are have, Currently, we have two drop boxes set up. One is 69 West Washington, directly in front of the building. It's clearly marked Chicago Board of Elections, and you can drop your bikes. It's there 24-7. It's on the cameras. Mm -hmm. um, security uh, in front of the building can keep an eye on it, and it's also uh, locked and secured. 
The second drop box is at our early voting site, which is 191 North Clark. Uh, that box isn't 24 hours. It's just open during the time that early voting is open. And you can come in and if you want to and just walk in, drop it there. So security and cameras, that's what they mean by a secure Dropbox then. <laughs> that's what they mean. So is there anything that voters, when they're getting their vote-by-mail ballot, uh, should be aware of that's different from other years? Well, one thing in particular is um, this being a primary, uh, you have to always declare a party just during the primary. Um, the other thing is, due to supply chain issues, our outgoing envelope, which you will receive your... Um, ballot and other information in. We used envelopes from 2020, so we blacked out dated information on those envelopes in order to not confuse uh, voters. All right, so it's not like any classified information in this blackout box or, or anything to, to worry voters about. It's just had to reuse some from last year, right? Yeah, correct. It's, it's just that there was a time issue with getting envelopes in, so we just reused stock that we had in the house. It's, it has no effect on the ballot which is inside or the information that's inside. It's just so we don't confuse voters with dates and times and Dropbox hours, other information that was originally on that envelope. It's actually saving money in one hand instead of us dispensing those envelopes and getting rid of them. Got it. So we talked uh, about early voting at the top of the program and with Chicago Votes, um, but you were at one of our other technical early voting locations just yesterday, weren't you? Yes, we're preparing for um, pretrial detainee voting at 26 in California. As you know, that came around, um, legislation was signed in that, and the first time we took place, it actually took place, was in March of 2020. So we're continuing that on, even through COVID, we worked it out so we can um, give those uh, who are currently at 26 in California the opportunity to vote just as long as they're not um, convicted. Got it. So Cook County Jail, uh, what are the dates that uh, people are voting and how many people voted last time? Uh, usually how many people show up? As far as uh, pretrial detainees, the actual dates are the 11th and 12th of June. We work on two weekends out there to give as many pretrial detainees the opportunity to vote as possible. So it runs the 11th and 12th, and then the following Saturday, the 18th and 19th of June. So two weekends then? Two weekends. And it's like an early voting site uh, inside the Cook County Jail? It's set up similar to the early voting site, yes. It's, it's the exact same setup. Put a number of machines, provide uh, judges based on the location, uh, the number of judges that we use at the early voting sites. Everything runs exactly the same way with the exception of it being inside uh, CDC. Uh, thanks, Glenn, to you and your team. That's uh, an important program, and I'm glad that uh, um, this is in place moving forward. It, it, it is an important program. You know, previously, the voting was held vote-by-mail style, absentee style. Mm -hmm. You know, once this legislation was passed, we're doing everything we can to make sure it runs smoothly. And I was just at the jail um, yesterday, getting everything in line to... Uh, line up our machines, kind of do the layouts. We're actually in five locations um, this time, and every division will get the opportunity to vote. We have five divisions at this point. Cook County has worked hard to make this run smoothly in conjunction with the board and also the county. We have a program where we're gonna give uh, everyone there the opportunity to vote. I mean, 
they're brought down in groups to see us. Um, and to tell the truth, uh, the superintendents in each division, they have like a competition. They're gonna, they're <laughs> gonna get as many people down that are registered, you know, through our system, and we check verified that they're registered, and to including grace period registration. So they they really take pride in making sure that if you want, if the person wants to vote, they're brought down to us to vote. And I had to really give them a clap on the back yesterday, and they were all biting at the bit. I'm like, yeah, we'll be ready for you. So. <laughs> Thanks again to Clint for taking us through the steps and deadlines when it comes to voting ahead of the upcoming primary. Please go to our website at chicagoelections.gov to learn more about your options for early voting and to find one of our many vote centers ahead of the June 28th primary election. You also have until June 23rd, end of day, to apply to vote by mail. Thank you for listening to The City That Votes from the Chicago Board of Elections. Please follow us on social media. We are at Chicago Election on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And leave us a review when you've got the time, or contact me at communications at chicagoelections.gov and let me know what you might want to hear or know more about behind the scenes at the Chicago Board of Elections. Until next time, I'm Max Bever, Director of Public Information, and thank you for listening.